Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Bigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the Miami Dolphins edge out a nail-biter in Miami for their home opener, defeating the Denver Broncos 70-20. to And yes, by now, I know everybody has seen every aspect of this game and this record-setting game, but the Miami Dolphins put up 70 on the Denver Broncos to extend their record to 3-0 and in their home opener. And uh, I don't know what more there is to say about this game that hasn't already been said. It's just it, 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 it's crazy. I mean, it, it, we've seen this, you know, uh, we, we've seen – spectacular things as Dolphin fans. There's no doubt about that, especially from the offensive standpoint, right? Um, but this was just uh, this was just a, a, a beating on all cylinders. Um, so, as usual, we will go through the stat line. I guess we, we start there and dissect it a little bit um, to, uh, to see where we're at. But uh, you basically had... Uh, just performances spread out across the board offensively. Two a 23 for 26, 309 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Mike White, two for two, 67 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Rushing wise, Devon Achon, 18 for 203 and two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert. 13 for 82 with three touchdowns. Christopher Brooks comes in the game, 9 for 66. Now we move to the passing department. Tyreek Hill, 9 for 157 and 1 TD. Robbie Chosen, 1 for 68 and 1 TD. Raheem Mostert, 7 for 60 and 1 TD. And again, Devon Achon, Four for 30 and two TDs. Absolutely astonishing what they were able to do offensively. And there's no getting around it. It was just uh, insane. Uh, Ten touchdowns by the Miami Dolphins offense. And uh, they set a record, uh, the first team ever, to pass for five touchdowns and to throw for five touchdowns. And the group that did it is now dubbed the Miami Five. And, of course, they are. From the rushing department, you had uh, H-on for two, Mostert for three. And then from the passing department, 
Achon catches two touchdowns, Moster catches one, Tyreek Hill catches one, Moster catches one, and Robbie Chosen catches one. So there you have it, and that's your ten touchdowns. That's your five people that did it, and uh, just an absolutely uh, exciting, overwhelming day for the Miami Dolphins offense. Now on the other side of the ball, um, they did score 20 points. We'll go over how that was done. Uh, Russell Wilson, 23 for 38. He had 306 yards um, and one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, I guess you get, you can kind of see why the passing yardage mark is always so debated so highly. Uh, Rushing-wise, Javante Williams was their leading rusher, 11 for 42. And Cortland Sutton was their leading receiver, 8 for 91 with one touchdown. The blemish of the game, I guess, uh, if there is one, is the kickoff return for a touchdown of 99 yards by Marvin Mims Jr. So that gets you one of the touchdowns there. And uh, it just, uh, you know, absolutely, um, I guess a day that, you know, records set all over the board, uh, especially team-wise, and, uh, you know, a lot of people debating today, Rich, uh, they had a chance to obviously get the NFL record with the, to break the 72 um, points of Washington, um, chose not to kick the field goal. I, I don't know. I, I know you were advocate. You wanted, I guess, to, them to do it. Uh you know, I could see why it wasn't done, but, um, you know, uh, either way, I mean, it just, you know. I, it, it, you know, it doesn't really matter, but I would have done it. I mean, it's not it's not peewees, you know what I mean? It's not like you're running up the score on 12-year-olds. It's, you know, they're professionals, so, wait, come on, you can hurt their feelings? <laughs> they're going to feel any worse by losing by another three, you know? No, no but I, here's my I, take I on that. Yeah, and my take on that is this. I think you could dissect it in a few different ways. Um, a, you know, it's Sean Payton, and I think McDaniel's very conscientious of, you know, who he's coaching against, young coach, and, um, you know, doesn't want to show him up in any way. And then, obviously, it's the Denver Broncos organization where he started and where he uh, admittedly is a, yeah. a Denver Bronco fan, right? So there's those two things. And then uh, one other thing I'll throw in the mix, uh, not a chip shot. They backed themselves up to where it was almost going to be a 50-yard kick almost, you know? And I think that's that has true. something to do yeah. with it because you really don't want to miss yeah. that kick, right? Yeah, and if it's one, it's one thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think that's somewhat of a factor. I don't think he kicks yeah. it either way. But, you know, the fact that it would have been a 50-yarder kind of makes it a little bit more accentuated of what, what you're doing. So, you know, I, I guess that it would have like it would have looked like Garrow seventeen and 0, 17 and zero. It could have. It, it, it could have. You don't want something like that certainly to happen. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's another thing that you could I guess throw in the mix. Um, Miami Dolphins seven hundred and twenty six total yards. So uh, that's an that's, that's, that other day. I think I think that's the craziest one of them all. I mean, what is Jerry? I haven't even heard that in college. You know? Yeah, it it it's insane. It, it really was uh, ridiculous, you know, to see that, and and then of course, uh, you know, the the first team to ever, you know, five and five is is, is obscene, insane, because um, you're just you're dominating from both areas of the offense, much. right? I mean, they really, 
they pretty much took out the starters for the fourth quarter. I mean, they didn't play that much, you know. So I mean, if that was like if they were really playing, imagine what the they could have put up another twenty. Yeah, I mean, possible. They did score. You know, they did score uh, towards the end of the game. Yeah, I know, but, but they, I, were, they, I mean, were, I guess I know, you, they scored a couple times on long runs and stuff, but I think it would have even been worse. You know. You know, the funny thing is, I don't know if you call it funny, but um, you know, the Denver Broncos didn't make any substitutions, so they played their first no. strings all the way to the end. Uh, you know, Sertan was on the field. You know, the entire thing. Um, so they didn't really make any uh, substitutions for it. Um, you know, the Dolphins, like you said, pulled some guys. Uh, but, um, you know, they didn't. So Did you it was Sean just Payton that kind of day, man. No. I don't remember. He goes, yeah, Sean Payton says, after I watched the tape, he goes, I, didn't, I, I realized it was worse than I remembered it. <laughs> You talking about Patrick Sertan? No, no. Oh, Sean, Pay- Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah I, you know there was the. It was actually worth yeah, yeah, there was the. You know, the, obviously there was the press conference and the and the incident there, and you know, I mean, what, what's the guy going to say? I mean, it's as embarrassing as it gets. Um, you know, I'll tell you, Richie. You know, it, it, it's it's the most bizarre organization in sports i I will fight anybody for that because you don't get any more uh, you know uh (laughs) ends of the spectrum than the miami dolphins right i mean from a perfect season to the one of 15 season you know we score 70 points but what other organization would have a, uh, a, a playoff game where you get 62 points scored on you right so it's like it's crazy i mean we've been on the opposite ends of all these things so many times with this organization it, it it's insane I and mean, it really is but um yeah i mean you know i i don't know where denver stands i mean i don't think they're very good um you know you look around the league and uh the teams you know that the dolphins have played you know i guess uh, are still uh, to be determined at best but um, you know, the one thing that you'll say on it is just that the Dolphins are kind of doing their thing. Um, and, of course, a huge test coming up next week. You'll get a much better barometer at Buffalo um, of where the Dolphins stand. Um, you know, is it closer to the New England game? You know, is it, obviously this is, you would think, more so of an anomaly. But this team is potent. Um if it yeah, stays, you know, fast. healthy, it, it's it's you know, very potent. The they're fast, you know. They're very the fast. I mean, I think they're faster than that Rams team that won it with Kurt Warner. You know, the greatest show on turf. I think, I think they are too. I, yeah, I think they are too. Um, uh, no doubt about it. I, I think they are too. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And of course, you know, McDaniel um, is just getting accolades everywhere uh, for his offense well, you know, and his ingenuity he, and stuff. I, I mean, he, he was named today. Yeah. And, you know, they picked him today, uh, obviously, you know, the man of the week. And, you know, it, it, it's it's the kind of thing now um, that, uh, you know, a couple teams come to mind. And 
You know, the one team that really comes to mind for me, Rich, and I know the obvious answer people are going to say is the 84 Dolphins, but that's not really the team that comes to mind for me. For me, it's the 1990 Buffalo Bills. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, they had a, a unique way. They were a little more balanced, you know, in their running game. I mean, 84 was insane. That offense was crazy, but it was all Danny. I mean, it was really all Marino, right? I mean, there was, it was, it was all him, right? I mean, and those receivers, you know, the running, you know, nobody was, they weren't putting up 160 yards rushing, you know, and so, uh, you know, uh, but but you look at how like that 1990 Bills team was, how dominant it was, and the 1990 Dolphins had a very very good team. I mean, you could argue, you know, whether or not the snow helped or hurt. Uh, on that division game when the Dolphins played out there and, and went into that shootout. But the following week, I mean, they they obliterated that Raider team. I mean, they scored, what, what was it, close to 60 points in that, right? They may have even yeah, went wow. 60 points. I don't remember exactly what it was. Howie Long said he'd never seen anything like it. Um, and, you know, so, you know, that that's what – Reminds me of, in a lot of ways, you know, with the different types of weapons that the offense has right now, um, you know, going in there. So, uh, you know, it was obviously um, a breakout party in a lot of ways. Um, there was, I guess, you know, moments on defense where, you know, they, they were able to um, pressure and, and, and get some, some fumbles, obviously, Agba with the, you know, the big pass rush there and and, and, uh, uh, and the turnover. Um, you know, Russell Wilson seemed like he was certainly moving around at times, you know, uh, especially towards the end of the game again, which I like. I mean, I, I certainly like to see my defense go into another gear late in the game, right? I mean, that's what you want. Yep. Um, so, uh, the, only, you know, the, only, the only bad thing, I think, you you want to find like a negative in this game somehow? I, I think it was McDaniel yeah. going for it on fourth down before that game was really settled. You know, what, was what you know, the defense you know got him off the hook there because the game really wasn't settled at that point. You know, when he went for it on his own thirty-eight, you know that was a huge mistake. But other than that, you really can't fault anything. When uh, when you know, the Dolphins went right, yeah, remember when the Dolphins went for it on fourth down? Well, if you – that's not what I, I take out of there. What I take out of there is if you want a weakness that's shown in this team in the last th- or three games, it's their short yardage conversion. They're, yeah. they're not a great short yardage conversion team. I mean, it's not the call. It's, it's, it's the fact that they're, they haven't been able to really convert. No, I, and I it worries you a little bit. What's I thought that? it was a mistake going for it. I think it was a mistake yeah, but, going for it there. That's what yeah, but uh, that's fine. But that's that's just so minuscule compared to the fact that of, if you're looking at a team that, you know, of, uh, you know what could be a possible weakness. I think their short yardage game has been a little lackluster. So, you know, that could well, be uh, a concerning call, point. Late. I think the play calling on short yards is a little mistaken. I think it takes too long in the backfield. You know, I don't think they hit the hole quick enough. They seem to be doing too many, like, you know, pitchbacks and stuff. They don't really hit the hole quick. You know what I'm saying? Well, on this particular play, they handed right off to the fullback, right? Wasn't it Ingold that you were yeah, talking about? It was Ingold. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah, and he was just stuff. I, I guess I'm talking about it from a from a line point of view. It seems like, um, right. It seems it seems like they're getting a little bit physically dominated on short yardage there. But uh, you know, but again, I mean, you want you ask for you know to find something negative. Yeah. That, that's it. You know, so it's pretty hard to do when you. Right, right. The seventy twenty game, uh, you know, you really do have to look long and hard on something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was it was that, uh, you know, and then you have, um, I guess, a game in which Sanders not a factor again. So, you know, that part of the game, we'll see, we'll see how that comes up. Still not extremely confident in the kicking game. Right, um, you know, we went over that at length last week, and and you know, obviously there were some things that you could take out of that. Um, the, the block, you erase one of the kicks, so it's still kind of out there, I guess you would say, for something like that. And we'll see how it it basically, um, you know, goes, you know, next game and when it matters. Uh, he seems to kick some real strong kicks early, and again, that I think that trickles back in some ways to why they didn't kick that last field goal, but I don't think McDaniel does it anyway. I just don't think he's that type of guy. I I think you could have been at the 10-yard line or or maybe 20-yard line, I'd say, and he wouldn't have attempted the field goal anyway um, to do that. And You know, it's weird, Rich, because we've actually – been getting a lot of the Washington fans have come out of the woodwork now <laughs> talking about their their record game and, and, and all that so you know it's obviously people have been <laughs> on the barometer and we've, we've put that on the radar now so and like you um, you know <laughs> that was on your mind you know, going well, in there there was, there was uh, a losing of them, one of those too you know not not the 72 though right no, no, I think what, what, what they won that, that one, but yeah, yeah, they might have had a, they might have had another yeah, one. Sammy Moore lost the champ. It was a championship game against the Bears. And right, they, that they, they had lost, lost. Like seventy-one to nothing or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. A champion, a champion. Well, you know, we lost the playoff game, so similar. Yeah, we, but at least we, we sure did. You know. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll take a quick break. Got a lot to recap. A lot going on in the league. Uh, today, so right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. 
Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zant, and we will uh, bring you up to the Monday night games, and of course, there's another double slate going on uh, right now. Uh, you have the Eagles at the Bucks, uh, which is on ABC, and then uh, in an hour from now, the Rams are at the Bengals, so you have two pretty good matchups tonight as uh, the Monday night football double headers uh, continue. Um, with that, and I, last I checked, Burroughs was um, basically a, a game decision, although they know what they're doing. They haven't announced it yet, um, so there's that. And, uh, you know, uh, Rich, there's also um, a record tonight. Did you know Hertz is 19-1 and in his last 20 starts? Is that right? 19-1 and in the last 20 starts, which I thought was insane when I heard that. So um yeah, so that that's so going on there now. Loss? Uh they did lose how many how many did they lose last year? They lost two? I don't remember. Maybe it's a regular season stat, I don't know. They just announced it. But he's nineteen and one, they said in his last twenty. Um, yeah, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, and also, let me uh, state a, a bunch of our listeners that said uh, there's an issue with them not getting uh, their uh, the latest episodes uh, downloaded on their phone automatically from iTunes, and we checked into that, and I think there is an issue uh, that's going on uh, with that, with the, with the podcast. So um, it's uh, no issue. Uh, a bunch of people have said they had it, and uh, so we're working on that to hopefully get that corrected. Um, as we move forward, so yeah, uh, you know the 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 league has been very strange this year. Um, uh, it seems like a bunch of teams have uh, really taken hits, um, and uh, I would say you know there's a handful of teams that have moved to the head of the pack, and then there's a pretty big uh, gap, I would say, between the rest of them. Um, and uh, tonight you have, obviously, the Eagles playing 
Um, the Bengals are in a must-win situation. Uh, they're 0 and 2, so they're really behind the eight ball here. Um, so uh, you know, it's it just be interesting worse. to see. It could get it could a lot get worse. worse they're talking about Burrows on the IR. You know, they said he re-injured that calf last week in practice, so. Yeah, you know, he hurts yeah. that again. He has to go on the IR. They're in a lot of trouble. Well, if he hurts it again, yeah, I have a feeling he's playing today. I, I, I think he's playing tonight. Um, the way it was looking, and then they showed him, you know, pregame. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, really, you can't be, you can't start out 0-3, right? I mean, especially with, no, you know, bad. what the Steelers uh, did, and, and, and that you, you really can't. I mean, you gotta, you gotta stay. You know, I know they've started off slow. Um, last few years but uh you know just to bring that up i got another monday night football stat for you and this is kind of crazy too the last four monday night football games rich kyler murray out for the year damar hamlin aaron Rodgers, and nick chubb last four monday night games so just on your on your, you know, note that you were saying there, like that's that's a strange omen there, right? Uh, yeah. That's the last four that we've had there. Oh, I, um in the break I looked it up. The Bears actually have the most points scored in the game, but it was a, it was a regular season. They scored seventy three. They beat the the Washington Redskins at the nineteen forty championship, seventy three nothing. Right, which I, I know that I, I I know that because um, yeah. that was something that we always used to talk about, right? With with uh, yeah. um, they think they got upset or something. Yeah, I, we we used to talk about that. But why doesn't that count? Because it's a playoff game. I, I guess because it's not regular season. They can consider it a seventy-two the record because it's regular season. It is the most really? points scored in an NFL game, but it's it's not regular. Yeah. Season. So we would have tied the all-time record yesterday. Hmm. So that, yeah, and for some reason they're not counting that at all. That was NFL? Or was that yeah. what they call, or that no, other league? It was that, NFL. No, that's NFL. Yeah, I wonder why that wouldn't, I wonder why that wouldn't uh, uh, trump that other game. Even though it's playoff, it should. But for some well, reason but everybody's they, saying. They specify it as regular season record, the 72, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so seventy-three. Yeah. No, I know they 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 do they they play with it and make it, you know, how they uh, basically want you know, it to be. Football is very strange. I mean, a lot of people think that like the, the league didn't exist before Super Bowl one. You know, so like the the pre Super Bowl stuff that there's not a lot of footage of. You know, it's almost like the forgotten era. You know, they don't really dive into it that much. You know, I mean, look at the NFL network and those things. I mean, you very rarely see anything pre-Super Bowl. True, but then, uh, but then uh, they still count Jim Brown as, you know, the greatest football player of all time. Of course, you have Unitas, and they consider the greatest game ever played in that era, right? I understand. The those way, you know those saying, are three concepts that you get from that. Dive into that. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of football that was played. <laughs> well, not only is there a hell of a lot of football that's been played, but and I'm going to say something that's a little controversial, but not only is there a lot of football that's been played, but the architect of football and, and, and the greatest is Paul Brown. And Paul Brown was pretty much 
he was pretty much superseded by Vince Lombardi because Vince Lombardi was able to get into the Super Bowl era. And those two Super Bowls he won kind of erased Paul Brown being the founder and architect of the league and all the championships and creations that he did and his tree, which basically all comes back to Paul Brown. Uh, I did a thing on that, and I think he's the architect, and I can almost trace everybody back to him. Uh, and, and, and he kind of gets overshadowed in a big way because of that. Yes. Yep. And then going to the ASL. People who go to the Hall of Fame don't know that. He's got his own wing in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, I mean, the people who don't know the history of the game really don't know about him. But even with that wing, Lombardi trumps him. And there's no argument with that. In fact, you know, even with the – yeah, you don't even get the – you know, he's not even on most of the the coaching lists and stuff, you know. So it's just – and and the reason why I bring that up is because of what you just said um, with how the NFL is almost non-existent. Well, what happened was, you know, he started the Bengals in the in Right, the that's AFL. what I just said, the AFL thing. That's what I just said, the AFL well, yeah, part of that hurts him, you know, because of because of that. I think that hurts him, and I think the Bill Walsh move hurts him big time, yeah. you know. Uh, and then the 49ers taking hold. But, um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, this is uh, history-wise, you know, on to what you said, that that's a big thing. Um, but, uh you know, but back to where we start, and, and of course, uh, you know, what everybody uh, wants to talk about, uh, you know, is the Miami Dolphins and their play thus far this season. Now, they go to 3-0. and Big test coming in Buffalo. Buffalo was another one of those teams. You know, it was weird, Rich. I, I said to you, uh, we may not even be the highest scoring game of the day, the way the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were, were heading, and then they decided to pull everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, and, and Buffalo was that other team that, that really uh, seemed to get on track against Washington. So, um, you know, the, it was a very high-scoring day in the NFL. Yeah, it definitely was. And, and it was going up to Buffalo. And hearing the Zach Wilson <laughs> going on, what a difference three weeks makes, huh? Oh, it, it, it's insane. I mean, it, it, it certainly is. Like that—that's a dead team. But that's been a dead team. I mean, they—they they, they still out there win week one, but everybody was defeated <laughs> anyway. And and you know that that team that, is they, done. They, they, you know, they were talking Super Bowl, you know, three and a half weeks ago, and now oh yeah, back to where they belong. <laughs> They are in absolute shambles. Um, they are in absolute shambles. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if you, you you heard, you know, today, like, you know, they are just uh, um, kind of out of loss as far as what they're going to do because they have, uh, you know, just an abysmal offensive situation heading with their quarterback situation and really no way out of this now. I mean, there's really there's not no a way, way out of there's this. No, you, know, there's no, you know, they don't have a, you know, there's Johnny United isn't waiting for them. <laughs> no, I said, I they said earlier. Like somebody out there that can fix this, you know? The only guy, I, I said earlier, the only move that really was out there was in our hands. Because I think the only one that they could have really salvaged was Mike White. Yeah. I think that was the only guy that they really could have, you know, got uh, to at least, you know, but but it's, but it's Mike White, you know what I mean? So it's the only going to yeah, be able to do so much. Like, 
you know, the way they treated Zach Wilson last year, how do you even bring him back on the team this year? Yeah, I mean... You ruined this guy last year. It was the same staff. You know, they embarrassed this kid. They... They, they remember they they benched him without dressing him for three weeks. Yeah, you know? no, I, I remember. It's it, it, go, go games for us. That's not going to work. No, no, it's 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 a bad situation. It, it is. It's, it's a bad situation, um, and uh, you know, it, it, it's again that that mark and. Uh, you know, people saying today, I, I know Francisca had said, you know, this was a game going into this. You know, Belichick didn't sleep, sleep a wink all week because they needed this game so bad. Um, for those keeping count now, you know, on the Belichick count, that's now 18. He's moved to an 18 of Don Shula with that win. But, uh, but again, you talk about a, a team that was on the verge of going 0-3. And uh, supposedly this is one of the most stressful weeks that, that he's had, Frances said. And uh, he was uh, basically, um, you know, to get that victory was, was huge because uh, this is where they were again at. Remember when they played the Jets last year and were able to dig out? And this could have really been devastating for them. And that's what I was saying to you. Like, the Jets are done. They've been done. They're a done team, you know. Um, but I, I really would like to – you know, see the rest of this division, you know, kind of get packed. I don't want to have to deal with that, you know, with them getting on board. But, you know, we'll see. Right now the Dolphins uh, are going to have a big test as they go up to Buffalo um, because, you know, you're playing early up there, which weather-wise should suit them pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, and they're, and they're playing, I would say, uh, you know, back on point, right after the week one thing, they they seem like they're starting to to get back where where most people thought they would be. Um, so it's going to be interesting, Rich, to see you know what kind of game they play. They're going to play obviously a very physical game, and this is where it kind of all started to decline for us last year with the injuries, right? It didn't help. It certainly didn't help. You know, well, the injuries was the. Uh, this was the concussion that nobody knew about, right? Until, until after Cincinnati, right? This was the one that catapulted it, right? Well, yes and no. If you, I mean, this is the one I told you he yeah. got concussed when he got hit by Milano, and then there, so you, he got hurt. He obviously got hurt, right? Uh, you know, but but don't forget the year before that too, right? With the ribs. So, you know, this is going to be a very physical game for the Miami Dolphins. Um, and that's the only thing that concerns me is the physicality of the Dolphins and where they match up. Uh, you know, so this will be a little bit more of a test now. Um, you know, we talked about well, the short yardage situation. Than it was last year. I mean, that's an obvious factor right there. Well, so, well, that again you know. is why I said I don't know who we've played. And so, um, you know, when we played the – when we played the New England Patriots, per se, right, their game plan was to stack that secondary hard. So the pass rush wasn't, you know, extremely strong. Um, and then I don't know how good the Denver Broncos are, so I, I don't know how much of a test. Right now, Tua has been protected like Fort Knox. Uh, they have done an excellent job. The man has really not been hit hard. I mean, he hasn't been hit. He hasn't been hit. What's that? He's been getting rid of the ball. He's been getting rid very of the quick, ball very right, quick. Very quick, right, right, right. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, when you get rid of the ball that quick, 
Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going on there. Um, So, you know, the only thing, you know, I'm I'm waiting to see when that's not there, right? When there is a pass rush and you can't get rid of the ball extremely quick, you know, uh, then you're going to have to play some football, uh, and we'll see. Uh, Now, San Diego obviously has Bosa, and, uh, you know, I think that game, you know, I I think that was a very hot day, and – you know, he had some moments, but that you know, again, they they played real strong protection-wise in that game, and I think a lot of that was the quick passes and the quick, you know, releases and stuff like that. Uh, what do you see going into the Buffalo game? I mean, uh, you think much much of the same as we've been seeing? I mean, we've we've gotten very familiar with this team. We kind of dominated them, on the verge of dominating them before the injuries happened last year, and then we weren't able to. To do that, and we went into uh, you know uh, a playoff game with Skylar Thompson and held our own, but uh, for the most part, really had an opportunity to beat them in all three games we played. A hundred percent. I think we're better than them, and I think if we play, you know, we don't turn the ball over, we play the, our game the way we are playing, the way we've been playing lately. I think we can beat them. You know, I don't think it's going to be a. Gonna be, we're not going to put up seventy on them, but you know. I really think we can beat them. You know, I, I think we've been better than – I think we proved we were better than them last year, you know. Well, what I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see what what uh, changes they make and what our team looks like, you know, with, with, with teams that are the higher echelon and make adjustments from what they've seen, right? Like, obviously, Belichick made big adjustments. So – uh, and I said last week, you have Mac Jones with the ball in his hand with a chance to beat the Miami Dolphins in the game, at the end of the game. I mean, that's, that's basically what it came down to. So he obviously made some adjustments there. Uh, are you closer to that, or are you closer to the 70 that you put up the next week, right? I mean, those are the two questions. Uh, and obviously it's somewhere in the middle, but – but, I mean, that, that 70 is, you know, that's a, that's a huge bar. You know I mean? I'm, yeah. You know, that's not going to happen again. But, you know. Of course. I, you know, it's a, you know, are we that good or is Denver that bad? It's a combination of the two. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think Denver is, uh, you know, I think Denver's in pretty bad shape right now. Uh, I think they're in pretty bad shape. Um, and then, uh, you know, you have – you know, uh, and, and they're screwed up too because they, they you know, they gave away thirty three first round draft picks to get Russell Wilson. I mean, they really sacrificed a lot to do this, you know. They, yeah, they were in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I think that that organization. Yeah, I think they're they're in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, with uh, you know, what they have going on there. Uh, Sean Payton went in there with a swagger, made some very disparaging comments to a lot of you know ex-people, Daniel Hackett and so forth. And, um, you know, I mean, he's uh, he he came into, you know, a spot uh, with a lot of people very down on him in New Orleans, especially for leaving when he did. And so, you know, he's he's got a lot to prove there legacy-wise, and it it certainly hasn't started off – in a good way, so you know we'll see. It's it's a very early season. We're only week uh, three, so there's a lot of football, as we both know, to be played. So uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back, wrap up right after this.
Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Welcome back to Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zant. Come to the final stretch here. We'll take you up to the Monday Night Football Games. Just a reminder, you can uh, catch all our episodes right on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to us there and get the latest ones delivered right onto your phone. And you can send us any questions or comments. Pacatello Show at Yahoo.com. Rich, I got a name for you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you thought we forgot about it, but Channing Tyndale. Yeah, <laughs> still on the roster, still, still there. I, I again, though, absent, absent. I, I, I guy's still on the depth chart. He's still there. I don't. I never see this guy. I. What is going on? What could be going on? I don't know. And 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 Rich, decent names cut and put on practice squad. He's still there. So obviously. Yeah, I know he's a high pick, right? I mean, we we know that. You know, he was our first pick in the third round, which was our first pick in 2022. Okay, so I I get that, I understand that. But at a certain point, what's going on? Like, I, I mean, we don't exactly have the no name defense here. I mean, you know, you should be able to break so in in some so parts. Guy, this guy really was supposed to be the coup of the draft that we got. This guy, remember? yeah. I mean, you know. He, he, I, he was the extra extra linebacker in Georgia, and, you know, he's overlooked because, you know, the other linebacker is so good. This guy can't even get on the field. <laughs> I totally forgot about him. I never see him. I don't see him. I don't, even I, I don't see him at all. 
but he's taking up a roster spot. So he must be doing something that they still feel he's going to eventually fill into. Uh, but don't you think, isn't it, I mean, I'm assuming he would be, I'm assuming he's on special teams, right, that we don't see, but I never see him. He must be. He must be, right? Because I see everybody else. I mean, you, you, why else would they keep I mean, you could pick anybody else on this roster, and I could tell you at least a time where I've seen them, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> we even got, you know, we even got to the Chris Brooks era. I mean, you know, it, it just seems like that we would, there would be a moment, right? I, and I don't, I don't have it. I have not seen it. Um, Injury-wise, uh, Craycraft, any update on that, Rich? You heard his shoulder. Um, no, I haven't heard we, a thing. No, I, I, I try, tried looking today, too, but I haven't heard anything. So I guess no news is good news with that, right? I mean, it was that, I think you'd hear about it. Now, you remember at the beginning of the year, I was extremely excited with the one signing of Braxton Berrios, and I told you how, what a great move this was and a great no, addition very, very it, it is. And uh-huh. now I think you're, you're finally uh, coming around to agree with me on this one, right? I mean, he does. He had so many different things, you know, besides being, you know, University of Miami guys from that. I mean, he returns punts. He's a good receiver. He's tough. Um, I think that was a great move, and I think that's that's accentuated when teams take out Tyreek Hill and obviously Waddles hurt. They're able to utilize that along with some of their tight ends, um, you know, to, to kind of compensate that. Uh, you know, mainly Durham Smythe, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I think they're able to utilize those weapons. Um, where if they didn't have that, then you might start to see a little bit, uh, uh, you know, of um, a hole in the curtain, if you will. Sure. And, so, you know, we, uh, we needed a slot guy, you know. We and now we have a couple of them. You know, now we yeah. have a couple of them. And, uh, and you know, I think right now, we're you know, we're in a health part of this team. I mean, this team's clicking right now. It's clicking. It's clicking very early. Um but health is always a factor with this team, and, and so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, uh, you know, the depth is something that obviously is going to be a factor moving forward. Um, you can never have depth, depth to skill positions of high, high levels. And you've seen a bunch of that go on now uh, in the NFL this year already. Um, you've seen Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. And then, uh, of course, uh, you, you've seen Dallas uh, you know, in, the, in 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 practice during the week, lose digs, and that team shouldn't have been that big uh, to have that kind of upset. I mean, that was a huge upset, right? To have the Cardinals beat them. I mean, it's still Dallas, right? No I mean, I, I, at least I had it. What's that? Yeah. No one saw that coming. No one saw that coming. I mean, uh, to me, they're still Dallas. You know, and until. Yep. Uh, I think you have to get in a competitive AFC championship, uh, NFC championship game before that stigma is going to go off of me, you know. But even so, I didn't see that one coming. I really didn't see no, that coming like that. But losing no. Diggs is a big part of that. And uh, Mike Williams now out for the year for um, for the Chargers. Uh, so, you know, uh, there's been some. An ankle and then blew his ACL yesterday. 
Right. So there's been some big injuries, um, you know, and and that's a huge part of this. Uh, you've seen last year with with uh, Brock Purdy, obviously, to where I, I was waiting for my phone to ring to to get a snap into that <laughs> NFC Championship game, and then you have uh, you know Christian McCaffrey, who's uh, an insane talent, has had a hard time staying on the field. So a lot of football will be played. It's not just our team that's always under the microscope with injuries, right? Even oh, though we are. You, I mean, we're the poster child for it right now. You lose your star. You know, it's a star league, and you lose your star, especially against your center. You're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Um, so now, you know, we were waiting to see how the Skylar Thompson thing kind of shook out. Now it's official, right? I mean, we knew, obviously, Mike White was, you know, the guy, but but now Mike White's the guy. I mean, he's the guy. He's going to be your backup well, they quarterback. Mike White to be a third-string quarterback, you know. That, I mean, come on. Right, you know? right. No, so they, they didn't, but, you know, that was – Yeah, but those things can yeah. change in a heartbeat anyway. You yeah, know that. But then I mean, get rid of they were going to get yeah, Mike I, White I as third string. Yeah. But, you know, you know but that, that's... Thompson, Thompson, you know, he's, he's happy to still be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you brought up a point, like, you know, with the exposing these guys on practice squads and stuff. Now, how does that work? Well, if you're on a practice squad and somebody else signs you, the only way you could keep them is you have to put them on your regular roster and keep them there. You know, he so, walks. Okay, so for so argument's sake, and I bring this up because Belichick did this with the Cincinnati Bengals, apparently. He signed one yep. of their guys, their quarterbacks, right? So I bring this up because so you're saying right now, is Skylar Thompson, is he exposed right now? No, he's, not on, he's not on the practice squad, no. He's a, he was dressed yesterday. He's the third quarterback. Which they changed the rule now, and you're allowed to have that. Well, you're allowed to have that. Burn. Right, but they changed the rule last, now because oh, of that no, Brock Purdy thing. I think, I think the, he could come in without the other guy being hurt or something like that. And the other guy could come back in. I think they changed right, that. Right, right. But they did change yeah. the rule now, right, With so they don't have what happened in that NFC Championship game that you can now yes, have there. Right. Well, see, but here's yeah. another perfect example. It was always like that. It was like that. Belichick abused it, and and these guys were like using that spot now for an extra roster player, for that and so guy, yes, right. and yeah. so then they stopped it. So now they've brought it right. back, I guess, with the stipulation that you can't do it. You know, so um, you know, I mean, it, it's that kind of thing. But but my getting back to my point though. So if you have a quarterback like Belichick just did, if you have somebody on the practice squad. They can be pulled right. away, so that's why. They can be pulled away, but you would have to, you could still keep them, but you have to put them on your regular roster then for the rest of the year. But so do you have the option though? Do you have the option if somebody grabs them? Yeah, that's you what have I'm the saying. option before they take them. them? Your, but yeah, but you they, you would have to move them to the regular roster. So you have like a grace period. Is my point? There's no grace period. It's like somebody comes. So in somebody and they takes them, they take them. So if somebody no, takes them, no they take them. Yeah, but they don't get them until you say, I, I, I'm taking them on my team. You know what I mean? You so have you to, get a grace period you then. Add them, you immediately, well, I don't know about a grace period. You have, you have to immediately add them to your roster or it doesn't happen. 
not a grace period. You well, obviously, there's a grace your... period between. There's a grace period then between I'm taking them and. Oh, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's not like they have a day. You have to make the decision right away. I didn't say they know? had a day. I didn't say they okay. had a day. I said they had a grace period. Okay. I don't care yeah, if it's yeah, an yeah. hour. I got you. That's yeah. my that's my yeah. point. Well, I'm still I'm yeah. still asking right. you though. You I'm, I'm you so right of first refusal. So you can't lose. Oh, you got the right of first refusal. That's a good way to put it. So yeah. so basically, yeah. uh, you can't just wake up and lose somebody without the right of first refusal. Right. That, that, so how is that? Property, you, like I said, but you know, then you have to cut somebody off your regular roster and other keep. You know. Okay, so why is everybody going crazy with this Belichick move with with the Cincinnati Bengal quarterback? They obviously didn't want to keep them. Then, from what you're saying, they obviously yeah, say they it's okay. Yeah, they could have, but they would have okay. to put them on the regular roster, and okay. then you have to keep them there. Like you can't like just go okay. Keep them there for how long? Keep them there for how long? The whole year, unless you cut them. Which then he's going to be gone. Yeah, you, but you, okay, you can't put him back to the practice squad. You know what I'm saying? You can't put him back to the practice squad. So once you add him to the regular roster, he's there for good. But other people who are on your regular roster, you can then send to your practice squad? Correct. As long as they weren't already there? Yes. Well, no, I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. I don't know about that. But I know for sure that, if, like I said, if you want to keep me up, put him on your regular roster, and then they cannot be put back on the practice squad. They have to stay on so the how does that work with the guys that we've brought up to the that were on the practice squad? Well, you can bring like, your own people. You can put back on the practice squad, but once somebody wants him and tr- tries to get him, and and if you decide no, I'm not letting him go, they have to be on the roster for the rest of the year or be cut. They can't go back. I got you. I got you. So if somebody actually makes a move officially to get right. one of them, they fall into that category and where yeah, and you keep them. And you decide to keep them, then they have to stay on your your regular roster, or the, you know you have to release them after that, you know because there's a right. lot more money that way too. It's a whole sure. different contract. You know, it's, practice squads weekly. You know, you get a weekly salary. This is where you you'd have to get yeah. for the year. You know. Right. Right. Okay. That, all right. So that's fair. No, I guess not. I mean, you know, it's it's always that. Um, it's it's always that slick move that causes all these problems, you know. Whereas if it was just done like signed? in place of him, no. Yeah. He well, I know McCarron. McCarron, I knew that. We talked yeah. about that, yeah, but um. Yeah. yeah, but did they do that because of the practice squad guy, or did they do that just because they did that because Burroughs is hurt? And they really want to, they're looking to... Correct, but they still had to replace the practice squad guy, you know? So you're saying if Belichick don't make that move, they don't sign A.J. McCarron. Right, 100%. Really? Yes. That's why this guy on the practice squad, so this guy on the practice squad that got signed by the, you know, by Belichick, he would have been called up and they would have been content with that? And A.J. McCarron doesn't get in the mix? I, I don't know that for sure, but what? what I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking yeah. that they have a quarterback now that yeah. uh, sustained another serious injury that they're concerned with, and they want to up up that backup role. 
in some fashion. And again, I don't know this other guy. He he played. McCarron played in the USFL. He quit. Right. Quit like he left the Bengals because he wanted his kids to see him play. But I still think that he thought he was going to come back. Yeah. Right. Well, according to you, they had the option to keep the other guy. So they must like McCarron in this role better. A hundred percent they did. Yeah, they could have kept him. But they, like I said, then he would have had to be on the roster for the whole year. McCarron being on the roster now could be at any time. You know? Right. So who's on first again? Yeah, I know. You're making it much more confusing. Than it. You're starting to confuse me. <laughs> That's not hard to do. <laughs> I got a lot of experience with that. <laughs> okay, my friend. So, uh, yeah, we'll be watching that tonight, obviously, in the Monday Night Football game. And, and, and you know, we're going to have a lot more information going into this Buffalo game. So next week uh, we'll have a lot more to, to you know, to evaluate here. And I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, this is a, a Dolphins start of 3-0 again, uh, second time in a row. Uh, and, and now, you know, a big test coming to town, um, obviously, with the uh, the Buffalo Bills game uh, next Sunday. So, uh, we'll see how that goes, and I look forward to next week and uh, continuing where we're at, right here on the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I... Walked out and got all that.